What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. It's long time no see. I know. It's so good to see you. We have been, dear listener, we have been just really on the Fright School struggle bus trying to get our some tech issues worked out behind the scenes. So here's us with figuring out some workarounds. So it's going to be all right. Things are going to be okay. Thankfully, it's at that time where we're, we start going into breaks anyways, but we did have a few other episodes we wanted to get out, but it's all right. Things are going okay. We're figuring it out. How have you been, Joe? What have you been up to? Because I haven't seen you. I've been so busy with schoolwork, classwork, writing, constantly reading. Oh my gosh, I'm so over it. I'm so ready for the semester to be over. You can see it in my face if you're over on patreon.com slash fright school with us, but maybe you could just hear it in my voice. So... I asked you about you, but I talked about me. See? <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah, I, I was that. like, I'm going to let him me. go. Anyways, what have you been up to? I've been up to, I've been up to a lot. I feel like you've been up to a lot. I had, I had two weeks of like really intense work stuff going on. <laughs> I had one week of fun that felt like an intense work thing. And now work, work has stabilized. It'll probably be a little slow for the rest of the year. And I'm just like ready to be warm and cozy in my bed and do nothing for an extended yeah. period of time. I I feel that. When so you're it's a semester, right? So you're gonna end soon mm-hmm. in a couple months. Yeah. That'll be good. Yes, I am uh yeah, it's just like I've got like a couple more weeks and then the semester will be over and I will be able to just Catch up on rest. (laughs) That's the real uh, rub of everything. It's I just want to. Yeah, I just my brain is so fried. It's like I can't even think of words. (laughs) So it's like I just want. Yeah, to do a lot of resting. I'll still see. uh, I'll still have my clients and all, you know, the patients that I do see in the clinic. So I'll be going there still like part of the week. But yeah, I'm going to like totally reclaim four days out of the week. I'm just going to lay in bed all day. You're going to reclaim your time. And then maybe an hour or two out of every week, we'll just go to fright school. And that will be the only thing that I do related to responsibility. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I now only take responsibility for the podcast, Joshua. I know, right? I thought it would help. (laughs) I thought I'd help out a little bit. No, but seriously, it's just, yeah, it's, I feel bad because it's a lot of people know the semester's ending. So I'm getting like messages of, oh, we got to hang out. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm like, I am not making any plans with anybody mm-hmm. okay i'm setting a boundary i'm trying like, I to need find to, these <laughs> yeah i need to put a um 
I need to put up like I need to change my profile picture to that meme where it's just because I have nothing to do doesn't mean that that my time is available. I just I appreciate it. I do. I miss a lot of friends. There's a lot of people I do want to see. I do want to hang out. I do want to like go to movies and do stuff like that. But it's I don't really have the energy to engage too much. I don't want to go out anywhere. I don't I just want to be home. Yeah, <laughs> resting and getting caught up on stuff. There's so much stuff to get caught up on. So movie television wise, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have like a couple of planned things uh, for the next, you know, few weeks during this intense holiday season. But other than that, I'm with you. Like I, I'm trying to do less. <laughs> I recently so heard someone I was like, what is my New Year's resolution? I want to do less. I don't want to you know I'm I think I went overboard in the last few months of just being social and my battery is full and I'm starting to reach the end of it. I really only want to do, I would love to do more. The only things that I really want to do is spend time with the people who matter the most to me, as cliche as that sounds. And it doesn't even have to be like we're doing anything significant. It can just be we're going to sit and watch a movie or I brought over a pizza or something like that. It's not, it, it, it it doesn't have to be anything, anything at all other than just being in each other's physical company. So I applaud you for that, Joshua. And I thank you in advance for seeing me for Fright School. But I also want you to know that your time is precious to me as well. That's, that is very, very sweet of you. And the same to you. I, it's so funny. It's, Again, I was reflecting the other day on how much has changed since we like started this uh, podcast, like how different our lives are. And mm-hmm. and you've just, you've so blossomed. You've become this queer monster. <laughs> but which queer monster, Joshua? It's like you're out of control now. You're like the, the gayest of the gay, I feel. You're like a super gay now. Like yes. I see you doing all these like events or, or stuff that I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like you're popping, like, you're, you're like you're at all these different prides and organizing this and doing yeah. that, and I'm seeing you like in pictures with other San Diego a gays. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> that's my favorite. Oh god, not me being an a gay. That's <laughs> oh no, girl. I'm like I'm more like a six xl gay. <laughs> No, it's been that, you know, again, getting like I have a new job. I work in a nonprofit and an LGBT nonprofit in town. And so it's been nice to be it's been nice to like be out and about and feel like you're feel like you're making a difference. But it's also a strange thing when because people love queers or they think they're supposed to love us, you end up in situations where you're just around a lot of people. Uh, that may have some notoriety. It's always strange because I'm just like, you're a human being. In the words of uh, our dear friend Eve, who was a who was my college speech partner and also a guest on this show, just Joe, we're all human beings. Just at the end of the day, it just doesn't we're all human beings. This is sounding like a humble brag. I really don't mean it to be, but it's just I feel like a very queer monster too, Joshua. And I wouldn't be, and I, and you, how you are, if I am the monster, then you are Dr. Frankenstein, because (laughs) I would not be where I am today, not just with the horror, but also with the queerness of it all without your shining example. Why are we surpassed? (laughs) What are we doing? What are we? 
it's like we're never going to see each other again. This is what we're telling you. <laughs> no, I don't even know. It was just something I was reflecting on. We're in that time of year where we're reflecting on what we're grateful for. And I'm grateful yes. for you. But I'm just also, it's just funny to me sometimes seeing the things that you're doing. And I'm just like, gosh, a decade ago, you were just a different person. We're all different people. Anyways, have you watched anything fun lately? Saw anything good? What are you doing these days? Oh, do you want it to be good or do you want it to be fun? Um, Or whatever, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, sometimes, right? Sometimes those are diametrically opposed. I've seen two movies in the last 48 hours, new ones. I went to the theater to watch The Marvels. Mm. I really needed an alone day. I really needed just some alone time. And this is a little bit related because... In our dear state of California, the recreational cannabis is legal. And so I, I was the night before I watched the Marvels, I was with a friend and I had taken an edible that was really strong. And then we started, for whatever reason, we started watching the new Michael Fassbender film, The Killer on Netflix. Mm, I see that. And not on an edible, though. I'm not sure that's wise. But I, You know what? It wasn't wise because I was like, there's the, I felt like the movie had gone on for 30 minutes, like 30, 45 minutes, and we were only 10 minutes into the film. And I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be long. It's going to feel long. It was a fun assassin murder for hire revenge movie, as is a genre, but... Yeah, those two things I've they're the most recently th- done things. In a newer thing since I've last seen you, I've been watching old episodes and the current season of the Great British Baking Show. Oh, some feel good stuff in there. Yeah, I got to put some feel good stuff in there. You, I just love. I also love the stress of British people getting really stressed out that they have to make an entremet and the gelée is not going to set. And it's just, what are we doing, folks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's delightful. Speaking of stressed British people, the crone is back. We have yeah. crown. <laughs> I heard that there's a, I heard a major character dies this season. Spoiler alert. Yes. A very big character dies. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so morbid. (laughs) We've just been banned by the monarchy, which is fine by me, actually. Yeah. Um, Fuck them. So I have really, because of like the the level of like classwork that I'm doing, man, I've made some bad choices. Let me tell you, Um, doing this accelerated uh, program, it's it is very difficult. But I love seeing the clients, so that's I just keep my mind on that. And every hour of the day that I'm fucking writing is just it's in service of that. So just stay focused. But yeah, so I've been really pushing that. It's I don't want to watch anything new. I can't engage with like new content for the most part. But we're finally at that point where it's I just have one major paper that I have to finish and a and then another kind of smaller research paper to wrap up and then just like discussion post bullshit just little assignments so it's at that point the crown is back Julia is back season two which the same scrunch and I love because we love us some Julia chilled and that new show from the OA people a murder at the end of the world just came out so last evening i guess two nights ago from when this is released we i spent all day writing and reading and arithmeticking as jeffrey likes to say mm-hmm. <laughs> read write and arithmeticking and so i was like okay i got up at 7 a.m made breakfast and then i was like at the computer by eight so i was like i'm gonna work eight to four on school assignments mm-hmm. paper whatever and then at four o'clock i'm gonna take a bath <laughs> 
And then at five o'clock, we're going to convene to watch shows. So that's what we did. We watched The Crown, Julia, and then the episode of that and two episodes of Jeopardy. Wow. That we needed to get caught up on from the week. We don't watch the Saturday ones. We only watch the one, the new stuff in the week. Sure. Yeah. So it was really nice. So I really, I will see, cause I like Britt Marling. I think that's her name. The, and like the whole OA vibe, like their stories are really weird and interesting. So I'm curious mm-hmm. where this is going to go. The a murder at the end of the world. It's on Hulu. I think they released two or three episodes already. Sure. A little bit in parts. Like it was like an hour and 11 minutes and that it didn't need to be. Oh. They could have got that down to 50 minutes maybe. There was stuff that I feel could have just been trimmed. But whatever. We'll see what the overarching uh, story is like. It's it's like an Elon Musk kind of figure invites like all these like rich billionaire tech movers and shakers and whatever to like an isolated hotel in Iceland mm-hmm. to do something. We're not sure yet what exactly is going on. And one of the people that gets invited, she's like a Gen Z, what do they call her? Gen Z Sherlock Holmes. So she's, <laughs> she's written a book. Like she broke yeah. this like cold case or something like that. Caught a serial killer, whatever. We're still learning what's going on a little bit. Elizabeth, Liz- what's Elizabeth Sanders? I was going to say Elizabeth Scamander or whatever. Scamander, whatever. Salander. 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 Whatever. From uh, Girl uh, with the the Kick the Hornet's Nest or whatever those movies are called. uh, Books and movies are called. Anyways, so it's got that kind of I love that you went to Kick the Hornet's Nest because it's Dragon Tattoo. That's the Dragon Tattoo. But but Kick the Hornet's Nest, it's it's a real, it's the real part. Yeah, I know. For some reason that came into my head first than Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But anyways, yes. So it has a tiny bit of that vibe. Like she's like a hacker kind of character. Yeah. And then, of course, somebody gets murdered. And now it's like they're all trapped in this isolated place. And they got to figure out like what's going on. What's a bit in that knives out glass onion, Hercule Poirot mm-hmm. stuff that I love. I love those kind of mystery shows. I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. Julia is fun. It's second season. A lot of French everywhere because they're writing the second the second uh, installment of Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see Isabella Rossellini just Frenching all over the place. <laughs> and The Crown is, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like I definitely do prefer the earlier seasons of The Crown because it's like stories that I didn't really know and I felt like they were a little bit more committed to some sense of historical accuracy because now it's just in like wild speculation. So it's not as, I don't think it's as interesting. Like not to say anything about princess die. Obviously it's that she had a very Mm -hmm. interesting life, but I remember when she died, she's something that I remember and know enough about the story and that it's not as engaging, but we're going to finish it because we started it. And that's what we're yeah. going to do. So that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. I do miss the movies. There's been a whole bunch of movies that came out that I kept saying, "Oh gosh, we got to go and see that. We got to go and see that." And then we never did. I don't know. We there is one movie that we should probably go see together soon, right? There's a lot oh. of movies we should go and see together soon. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean that Thanksgiving movie is opening. I, I want to see that. There's also I don't know what you're thinking of. Oh no, I was thinking about. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful knife. It's a wonderful knife. I would love to see that in theaters. Yeah. I also think that, I don't know, Justin Long is like back as like a, as a horror final boy, because I think we need to get a horror movie with him and Nev Campbell calling it uh, and just like seeing which one of them is going to survive. Yeah. I like that idea. Are they doing something together? I don't know. No, that would be amazing. Uh, All right. It just shows a self-awareness of the genre that I, I love. Yeah, no, this is true. Yeah, that's the catch up. Uh, it's boring, but it's like I've not been doing anything. And unless you want me to go off on research methods and 
marriage and family <laughs> therapy. It's, there's not much. That's a podcast that's coming in the future. <laughs> yes. The Research Methods Podcast. Yeah. I did have a really good time. I was invited onto a friend's podcast, Soul Sessions. It's not out yet, but I'll link it. But it was actually a really fun conversation talking about grief and death. If you do want to hear my meanderings on, on that, we'll make sure to keep you in the loop. Yeah. <laughs> Dear listener. <laughs> All right, Joe, is that enough? Have we fooled around long enough? I think we have. I All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Saw X, Saw 10, Saw one and a half. Yeah. Whatever it is. We'll be back. Meanwhile, in New Jersey. So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. All right, welcome back. This week, we are finally talking about Saw 10. Just came, not just came out, but it's, it would have been fairly recent had we not had our tech issues. <laughs> so we're now getting caught up on it. So 2023, like I said, we've got directed by Kevin Gruter, Grutert, I'm not sure. Written by Peter Goldfinger, Josh Stolberg. We've got Tobin Bell back, Shawnee Smith, and then other people are in it as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the story... <laughs> The story takes us back in time to it's uh, between the, I believe the first and second. Yeah, it's a it's a direct sequel to the original Saw, which came out in 2004, and a prequel to Saw 2, which came out in 2005. And so it's about our good friend, who we all love and adore, John Kramer, Jigsaw, going to get some experimental treatment for his cancer diagnosis. And boo... It's mm-hmm. all a front. It's all a fakery. And yeah. he's, you know what? Wrong dude to, 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 to do this to, because now you're getting jigsawed. And that's, that's what this story is about, with all the usual twists and turns of a Saw uh, story. Let's start, Joe. What'd you think of Saw X? I really liked it. Yeah. Um, it was... <laughs> I saw it with a friend. It was really fun to be in a a big crowded theater to go see it. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I want to get into more of the film, but just overall impressions. I think the highest praise that I've given it is that it feels like the first Saw movie. It made Mm -hmm. me feel like how I felt when I watched the first Saw movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would give you that. I we did uh, like we rented it at home or whatever to watch it. So we watched the first saw movie uh, right before it. And then we went into that. So that was fun. Cause I hadn't watched uh, saw in, in quite a long time. Uh, maybe even since we talked about it, which is like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't same, remember same here. Yeah. I don't remember uh, sitting and watching it since um, at least not the whole thing. So just sitting down, Jeffrey hadn't watched it in a long time either. Uh, so uh, he wanted to watch it before saying it as well. So we made a night of it. It was really fun. I think we ordered, 
think we got pizza and stuff, popcorn. We did like a whole, like a movie, spooky movie night. So that was really fun. And although I would have liked to have seen it in a big crowded theater, I just think that these movies are always fun because they're so gross and gooey. <laughs> it could be a good time to be with, with people. And so I think this movie, yeah, I agree. I think it did a good job of balancing, um, you know, like the story and, and, and what they were trying to do, like the original with the gore, not being too crazy, like out there, but a little mm-hmm. bit more than the original. Cause saw is another one of those movies that I think we think it's a lot worse than it actually is yeah. when you go back and watch it. Cause at the time it, it did seem really shocking. And so you, you fill in stuff that isn't really there, even though it's still bloody, obviously it's still a gory film, but it's not as bad as I think we remember. And certainly not as bad as they get, they get really horrendous and, and gross as they go on. And so I thought this one kind of did a good job balancing that. So yeah. I would agree. I enjoyed it. I haven't watched it again yet, but I would like to, uh, because I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Good enough. I don't have huge expectations for a Saw film. No, and I didn't either. I just knew that it was, I just knew that Tobin Bell was going to be in it more, mm-hmm. which like, really give the people what they want and the people in this in in the people in my opinion made the right choice like they wanted something that was correct to have more tobin bell and for him to be in the room like that was really cool to be him to be in the room the entire time with each person just yeah it was great but yeah that kind of it's like he had to yeah work with what he had he didn't have his whole like workshop of stuff so He's very inventive, clearly. He, he'd make a really great found object. Um, you know, <laughs> If he wanted to like sublimate his rage in a more uh, productive and less gory way. Stop it. Um, Stop working. He could, he could certainly put it into art, artistic endeavors. <laughs> but yeah, so what, what did it make you think about when you were watching it? Like when you said, oh, you want to go in deep? Like, um, like what? The experience of watching it was really nice because it was a crowded theater I was with a friend and it's a friend that sometimes we get more familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to be like in that situation with someone who I could hold their hand and they are a huge horror film lover as well. We're like looking at each other. Oh my God, that was so great. And we're like laughing at the parts that are sick, but that when you enjoy people getting cut in half on screen, then those are the things that we were looking at each other. Plus he did, he spoiled something for me in the beginning. Cause he said, Oh, I like went online and I looked at reviews of the movie and I got spoiled on one of the kills. And then he told me about it and I was like, okay. And it still was fine. I was like, I was, he was like, Oh yeah, I know that this kid, it was basically like, okay, spoiler alert. Cause saw X is streaming everywhere. So Go watch it. But it's the one where it's the they he has to open up his brain. And it was he was like, oh, yeah, there's like a scene with one of the traps. One of the puzzles has is about a guy having to do brain surgery and then watching it, like being like open mouth, watching it the whole time. And then afterwards, like the light, first of all, Jigsaw got a great lighting designer because he had spotlights on all of those kills. And it was very like dramatic to like very reality TV show. But when the light went out on that guy, we just looked at each other like this. We were like, did you did you tell him to spoil you or he just spoiled you? No, he just he. I'm feeling like, a red flag here. I don't like that. So <laughs> I'm being. I'm questioning now. See, now I've got my hat on. He oh, just oh. like blurted out, <laughs> and you were like, "Hello, spoiler!" 
he said there's one of the games that comes up and it's pretty bad. And I'm like, oh, and he's yeah, it's got to do with the brain. And then I said, oh, wait, don't spoil the rest of it. Oh, okay. And, and then he's and then he went to say, okay, I won't. But uh, if you. But here's um, the spoiler. But no, but but just like it, depending on how they do this, I might lose my lunch. I'm like, okay, we'll see. Oh, okay. He was fine. Well, we were good. both fine. We were just shocked that's about good. what we want. Yeah, it's that's one of those things. It's like people like really can't control themselves if they're like a spoiler type person. Like I've got friends who, when we were doing the weekly nights, like weekly TV mm-hmm. nights, um, it'd be clear who had already watched the episode because they would say <laughs> things and then be and it's wait. You have already watched this. Shut up. Get out. Or I remember there was one person I had to yell at because they just kept going. And I'm like, we just said, stop talking. <laughs> you are <laughs> spoiling everything. Don't come back. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uncontrollable. It's just like, oh, I can't help myself. I got to spill the secrets. <laughs> no. So to his credit, I'm it really I'm smart enough. And I understand like filmmaking right. conventions, right? And genre tropes. You don't have to say much for me to put two and two together. I give him I, I, I will own responsibility that I made him look worse than he was. There we um, go. That being said, that scene I'm was sure. still pretty. The whole thing was no, pretty yeah. raw. The yeah. whole situation. I like I, I think I know. Who, so for me, in my opinion, the person who got it the worst was the very first kill <laughs> where she had to um, cut off her own leg and suck out the bone marrow. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that that was a very tough sequence to watch because it was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, but was it was gross. Also like, it was painful. Yeah, it was it, it was just like so violent. And part of me is I don't know in in the what in the. And the morality of horror as a trope, fucked upness of it all, did she deserve a kill like that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. I think, yeah, I think someone worse deserve a, something like that. But it was just so visceral, too. And the head, the head getting chopped off, too. And I'm like, oh, ugh. Yeah, that oh, yeah, they did a really good job of making all the sequences intense. And again, because they weren't like super fancy traps like we've seen in some of the later ones, it went back to that. Yeah, you know, there was something elegant about that original like reverse bear trap or yeah. the just they were like simple kinds of things. They weren't these giant room sized e- e- thing traps and sequences yeah. that had to be gone through. So there was something there's something elegant, I guess it's just the best way to put it, of like simplicity with some of these, the ones that they did with this. Because again, he's like in another country trying to like make do with what he has. But yeah, I wonder when they're writing these movies and they're choosing who gets what trap, really how they how they think about it. Because I agree, yeah. there's some people that I'm like, they, you deserve within the realms of the film and the world. That wasn't as bad as that person's, but you seem worse. <laughs> yeah, like the but, final so- trap... Like the final trap with with that was supposed to have been for the blonde lady with the, the little boy and going up and down and the blood and everything. Mm-hmm. That seems a little that's not it's physically torturous, but existentially torturous was the very first one. I feel yeah. like you you want them to have you want them to suffer a little bit more at the, at the one that's the worst. Right. I don't know. I don't think the existential ones are that more at that bad. 
that. Yeah. Although that was probably the hardest trap for me to really buy into the blood waterboarding or whatever bloodboarding yeah. kind of thing that was going on in the end, just because it's like, where'd you get all the blood? What, what, what is <laughs> happening here? Yeah. But again, I'm willing to suspend a, a lot for the Saw films because I do enjoy them. They're, they mm-hmm. can be really ridiculous. I did. Again, I like the overall thematic conversation it was having about how hope, giving people false hope. And we live in a world where that is something like I remember when either four or five came out, it was like about insurance, like health insurance jerks and how they make these like life and death situations from places of like greed or like the one where the guy just has to like let go of what happened because he's like hurting his family. And there's like these different themes in each. And so I really liked how this was all about, yeah, like false hope. And I just see that, especially right now, given with the the program I'm in, and we're doing all of this uh, analysis and research methods about medications that probably aren't as effective as mm-hmm. we tell people they are. And in fact, they're probably making people worse to, in some degrees. We know certain mm-hmm. medications because they cause or not cause, I should be careful not to say cause, but they can be correlated with like suicidal suicidal ideation, for instance, mm-hmm. and people that didn't have that before. And then the longer they take the medicine, the more suicidal they might become, uh, or that they might do other other things like med- medications because really like mess with us. And then on the other side, certain like therapy modalities, people don't really sure. get any better. And sometimes they end up going back into treatment six to nine months later for the same problem because oh, what, wow. they, what they were given really isn't wasn't helping. And that's just like in my field. And obviously we can look at all, and that's just, that's even not malicious mm-hmm. to, to a degree. It's just that we, we try what we think might be helpful and you're always trying different strategies and because everybody's different. But um, in the world of buy all of this stuff from me and I'll cure your cancer or I'll sure. make your this go away or that go away or heal this or heal that. You know, we just live in this kind of time where that's a really, I think it's a, it's a prevalent problem. And so I always like to see how I think saw is another one of those movies that does a really, or another one of those franchises that does a good job of tapping into things like that. These conversations around morality and what's right or wrong in society in ways that obviously it's very extreme, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really resonated with the story. And I felt for John just, yeah, that pain of hope of I want, I believed you and I came and I trusted you. And, but of course that's also the thing, right? Maybe we should have a little more. If it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. But even John is subject to that <laughs> subject to false hope. <laughs> yeah. And desperation. And a lot of things play on that. Exactly. Desperation, mm-hmm. human desperation. There's so much out there that is maliciously harming people based on desperation, based on, on hope. So this, this movie's playing with that, that idea. Yeah. And it did a really good job of, I didn't think that part of it was super long, the kind of exposition of why he's going down there and everything mm. for me to, for me to also believe, really think that they had him. That was the other thing too. I was like, oh, I know this is not going to be good. I know it's not going to end well for these people, but they did such a good and sincere job of making, making it, especially making me think that he was actually going to get better i really truly believed it and then i reminded myself that we're in a saw movie and i'm like (laughs) it's not going to end well for these people and we're in like a prequel to most of the so we know that he eventually like succumbs to his he doesn't really die of brain cancer he dies of the whole sequence of yeah 
Gosh, I haven't watched that movie in a long time either. But anyways, the point is that it does it isn't cured. And so he does eventually die from it. And yeah, there was part of me too that was like, what is going on here with all of that? But I figured that's where it was going. Were you sure. surprised at all the connections? Was there anybody in the movie that you were like, oh, I didn't think that they were actually involved or no. Because it was very, it reminded me like of a, it reminded me like of a mafia movie where it's, you were in the room and you got to go. That's the thing about, especially like the Scorsese mafia movies where it's just, if they just hadn't been there, they would have been fine. But because they were there, they all, everything has to go. But it's the gravity. It's that weird gaslighting of you didn't have to do this, but you involved these people. And now it's your fault that they're all dead. This is your fault that they're all dead. So that's what it was giving me is that he was just like, nope, you did this. And I, I thought I, I thought that he was pretty lenient on, I think it was Daniela, the character's name, who was the, the person who owned the home that he was uh, supposed to be like convalescing in. Cecilia? Cecilia. Oh, wait, oh no, Gabriella was the younger. Gabriella. Well, she you. looked like a young girl. And then I like how they play with that too. Like when we yeah. see her next, it's, oh man, you look like a totally different person, but sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, exactly. She looks, oh, you just played a young girl, but you're actually this, this older drug addict. Yeah. So it was interesting to see that she, in my mind, had the most kind of benign punishment. She really just had to commit to doing what it is that he was instructing her to do. But no, I thought everything, I thought everybody was proportionate and it be, it's the fun scene at the end, but I was like, what about the guy who, what about the guy who was the shill who told him the whole, in the beginning that he met in the group? But like, where's, when's he getting his? And so then I was very happy to see where he was at the end. Yeah, that was uh, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gabrielle, I don't know. I thought her trap was one of the worst because she had to like, she was the one with the radiation gun, like yeah. burning her. Like, no, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. She didn't get off easy that. And then, oh, you have to break all your arms and yeah. legs. That shit was awful to watch, but I don't like any of the burning ones. There's one where they, oh. one of the films where the woman is in like a giant, what do they call those bowls? The, um, it was like the thing where they would put you inside of this bowl and then light a fire under. It, so you like slowly roast to death. Oh yeah. The, I know what, yeah, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They, it's called something uh, brazen bull. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The brazen bull. And there's one of those like that, where the woman like gets burned up in it. That freaks me out. And then in Saw two where the guy climbs into the furnace or whatever and gets, I don't like those, those that just seeing her getting burned with that radiation gun was like terrifying. But yeah, I did. I was wondering about Henry in the beginning. And I even said to Jeffrey, I was like, something's up with that guy too. And yeah. then when you realize it was like a, when you realize it was a farce, it was like, oh, of course, like that yeah. he's definitely in on it. So are they going to go back and get him? And it was neat to see Hoffman yeah. come back for that, to do that little bit at the end. Again, we're just spoiling the shit out of this, but that's what that's. Yeah, so that's who was he? Because I knew who the girl was, but I don't remember who he was. Or maybe I just never watched the film that he was in. Oh, you may not have seen all of the movies. That's right. We still need to one day do a. We need to, maybe that'll be January. This <laughs> That'll be 2024's thing. Maybe do a full Saw deep dive. But yeah, he is in, he's in three, four, five, six. Um, yeah. And then is he in a little bit of Saw 3D maybe? Yeah, I believe so. So he's in quite a bit of them. Um, and he is introduced as, I think he's a cop or like mm-hmm. a, yeah, some kind of officer. 
And then you find out like his involvement throughout. It's like one of those little twists that in one of the films. And then Mm. as they continue on. Again, it's like this cult, right? It's like the cult of Jigsaw. But anyways, for longtime fans of Saw, if you've seen all the movies, that was a nice little, oh, hey, little Costas, welcome back. Costas Mandalore is the actor, or however you say his last name. I'm just trying to think what else. Do you think that everyone got, everyone, it was proportionate for their role that they played? Again, yeah, there's, the, the leg one, I was just like, wow, could we have given her... I don't know. Again, I one, I should rewatch it just so I can think of that. But again, sometimes I'm like, is this really right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do they even need to be proportionate? Maybe it's just about like awful torture stuff. So, you know, um, yeah. There was something else I was just about to say and it left my brain. What was going to say about. Uh, dang it. My brain just left me. All right, whatever. Okay. Um, again, I overall, I, I I did really think it was fun. <laughs> I guess that's what these movies are supposed to be in a way. They do obviously, t- they're very much morality plays. This is such classic horror mor- morals mm-hmm. at at work. I'd be curious to see if they do another one. <laughs> I'm still wondering if they're going to do a follow up to Spiral because we had. Mm-hmm. We had that movie and that was left on an ambiguous ending. So I thought that we would get another one of those movies at some point before this, which I'm still confused why they called this Saw 10 because it's actually really yeah. Saw 9 because Spiral was not considered Saw 9, I thought. But again, who knows? It's all. It, yeah, it's interesting because like what it's the beginning of it. Uh, Saw Spiral is about years in the future from the Jigsaw stuff. It actually was kind of saw one and a half is what it was it's you mean saw x saw x was actually saw one and a half yeah it feels like that or like calling the short film was made in 2003 so this came out in 2023 they could have called it saw xx or something you saw 20 h2o (laughs) saw h2o yeah (laughs) all right i was just looking here there was some again there isn't this isn't some deep analysis of the movies i think we complicated enough just by looking at the did you oh you know what did you see that movie i care a lot on netflix no okay there was a moment where it reminded me of that which is a similar con artist of getting elderly people committed into nursing homes and taking away all their money and stuff Mm. yeah so there was like a moment that cecilia really reminded me of that uh character i think rosamund pike plays her yes yeah that was really fun oh i remembered what i was gonna say i did in the end because again we're talking about false hope being like a big theme here there's also false hope with Cecilia and Parker, because he obviously believes that she like loves him. And of course, I did that sequence, putting them in that room and that that twist that like, yeah, John knew all along who he was, and that he knew who everybody was. And so it was like that I thought that was a really nice moment. And then them getting trapped in that room together and trying to kill each other to survive. I was like, ah, see, there's no love. There's no happy endings. (laughs) Just don't even hope. Leave it alone. And uh, you'll be fine. Alrighty. Well, super fun. I think this was an improvement on the last few. I think it's actually even one that has like one of the highest like ratings. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes as an 80%. 
which I think is the highest. I'd have to go back and look. Maybe not. Maybe the original Saw has a higher score, but of the sequels, I think that's one of the highest. Which, I mean, again, I don't know how much faith we put in Rotten Tomatoes anymore. I'll tell you, that's what I'm learning every day with research fucking methods is don't trust anything. Everything's a lie. All data, all statistics are nonsense. They're all up for uh, suspicion. But, you know, if we're if we are judging or just, you know, comparing, I think it's it did fairly well uh, critically. And yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Do you think you'd watch it again? Even given yeah, absolutely. A, oh, totally. Yeah, there we go. We got another win. Oh, my gosh. You know what we didn't really talk about was Shawnee Smith. Sorry, before we wrap up, I was I was really uh, happy to see her come back. And I felt like she got a little bit more to do than in some mm-hmm. of the past movies. Because I do, I really like her. I like that actress. I've been watching her in like movies since forever. She's a great little character actress in horror, always popping up in in stuff. But yeah, I guess real quick, just to say, I I did really enjoy seeing her back. That made me happy. And I did feel they gave her some real stuff to work with. She just, she got to act a little more than just running around being disciple number one. (laughs) Cult member number one, Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. I really loved what they did with her. Yeah. Oh, I like this from, is this from Slant? Kyle Turner from Slant saying she's all it, a tempest of emotion and fully embodied desperation and psychosis. Yeah, I'll give you that. And it's, there are moments where she's just teeming and that's in some of the others too. I think in three, I think three is the one where she really has some good acting sequences as well with the guy who's the guy going through his own thing with the, with his family. And then Mm -hmm. there's a doctor that they've kidnapped that they're forcing to do brain surgery on John. That one is really good too. Her, I really enjoy her in that movie. It was good to see her back. Yay. Yay, Yay for a scream princess or whatever she, wherever she yes. is in that pantheon. First, first runner up. <laughs> All righty. Yay. That's it for Saw X. Saw 10. Yeah. Saw one and a half, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> Thank you, Leard listener, for being with us as we shake off the cobwebs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be back. And have a good night and all of those things. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.